it's funny how I suddenly feel conscious when the camera is on and I know about it, right? Yeah. Like I was so happy talking like before that. Oh uh, yeah. Why do you want to touch dinosaurs? Anyway. Uh. <laughs> how do I compete with that? He, I made two jokes and now he's found this angle and he won't stop. You want people under the age of 18 to watch this one. First, nothing is going to work until I just maybe sleep better. So maybe I should try that thing. Mm. So maybe at 110, I'm going to call you, Nikhil. Be like, yo, <laughs> that Vegovi thing you were talking about. But is there a number when it changes? Like, is six not enough and eight enough? Did you have that? Like sleep? Eight. Eight is a good number. Uh, you should go close enough to eight. Mm. Uh, and if you don't, you just make it a habit. Bro, Nikhil, if you sleep eight hours, you're going to trade like a madman. <laughs> you're gonna all of a sudden be like 65% profit today. Dude, if you slept 8 hours, you would be short one week ago. <laughs> like you would know this shit. Nah, it's just that some random crap on TV, some book, some game on my phone. These are the things that keep me up. Does it's it, not some fancy work. Doesn't Nitin like sleep really well? He speaks a lot about health. No, he doesn't. He, like, he gets like maybe 6 hours or 7 max pushing it. Hmm. He sleeps early, wakes up early, but... Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. I'm in bed by 10.30. How much do you sleep? I sleep like easy 8 hours. Really? I don't wake up really? at all. Yeah. So, Aparamaya so is a genuinely very well-rounded guy. <laughs> Everything is right about him. Like, you know, the college he went to, what he did at work, his wife, his daughter. Like, generally, he's a very well-rounded guy. <laughs> 8 hours? Like 8 hours, yeah. yeah. Like he I, sings, I he's in a band, he has a band. Yeah, I'll sleep at 12 and I'll wake up by 8 and I'm, I'm ready. And like, how, how yeah. do you wake up though? Like how do you guys wake up? Without an alarm. Without an alarm? With an alarm. With Without. many alarms. Oh, Sevi doesn't alarm. call you to wake you up? No, no. Starts at 7 a.m. <laughs> the first alarm is 7, the last one is 7.45 a.m. In between that I have 10. <laughs> Amazing. But uh, what year was this when you lost this weight? 2018. 18. Actually, 17 middle to 18 June. Mm. I've been constant largely from 18 June. And then did you start bulking up after that? I did. I did. Uh, but then, you know, you can't maintain it at a constant rate. Uh, you have to kind of go up and down, mm. uh, which is the right thing to do. Because mm. you can't uh, train your body to do just one thing. Mm. I've had a peak weight, dude. I've, I've weighed 115. I've gone down to 90. And I've come back to 95, 96, right? What, what so took you to 115? 115 was my first startup. <laughs> Taxi for sure. So I would I would eat at home. I would eat another breakfast after I reached uh, office, office. Because I'd, I would have gone at 8, 9 o'clock. Mm. Uh, then I would eat two lunches because I would, I would have taken my lunch box. And, and I had a team <laughs> lunch or some you know meeting. Or hey, something. why don't you guys yeah. introduce yourself a little bit? <laughs> Everybody knows Tanmay. Yeah. So yeah, he needs no introduction. <laughs> but maybe like do 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, I'm Aprameya and uh, I, I'm from Bangalore. I'm a Kannadiga. Um, I, you know, I'm known as, most known as an entrepreneur. Uh, I ran, I founded and ran Taxi for sure before this, sold to Ola. Uh, now I run Koo, uh, which is uh, a social media platform competing against Twitter uh, globally. So that's me. How are you feeling about Elon? Elon is awesome. 
<laughs> and then whatever he does makes news and that makes microblogging sexier than what it was and you know we're in the same it. space nice. <laughs> so elon has been good for coup absolutely i think so yeah, i think of course uh, so he's taken it more west than what mm. it was already yeah. and mm. we're more you know languages we're more mm. uh, adapting to countries we're more creator focused in terms of you know we want creators to monetize better uh we want to give them more tools you know all of those things so i think we're we're kind of like the opposite of what twitter has been and you know we don't know where elon is taking twitter right now so it's it's all good apriyam probably has his notifications on for elon's tweets and then elon is tweeting out some feature apriyam was yeah. like tried that doesn't work elon <laughs> so i did that but you know what no, he was telling me the other day in brazil apparently the politicians coo first and then tweet yeah mm. interesting right? wow that's, that's insane the, the yeah. president of brazil is on on coo uh, you know the the people love coo there mm. like a friend of mine was in was at the world cup and he found he was in the brazil match and he found some brazilians who were taking photos he asked him is it going on instagram they said no we have a new network called coo so Very it's cool. it's really what happened that all of a yeah. sudden you went vertical in brazil so we we keep doing our hacky things right like one thing we do is you know we keep advertising articles about us mm-hmm. one article is second largest microblog in the world and we kept advertising that to journalists in across the world and one brazil journalist who's famous picked it up and started talking nice and another thing that added to it of course they were looking for an alternative than mm. twitter and third one is which was the most important which is why it became viral is because uh, ku means ass oh yeah in portuguese I know that. I know. really <laughs> yeah. i didn't know that so oh. it 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 became cool to actually talk about it oh. follow my ku oh right so so tanmay what have you been up to of late everybody has seen you on tv on many different platforms for more than a decade now If I'm on TV, it's probably bad news. <laughs> Not many people know hmm. that you're very popular amongst the fairer sex as well, especially oh with God. the weight loss and all of that. Oh my God! Tell us a bit about that and how it works. Won't we? Won't we? We're going to talk about the metaverse, guys. <laughs> Nikhil is the worst wingman in the world. Okay, he's the worst wingman. Okay, I so I told Nikhil I'm single. What help do you need? Like you're already getting everything you need, right? I was so I told Nikhil saying I'm single and I'm you know I'm trying to date, and so we're 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 having a get together at Nikhil's house. Okay, and I'm talking to some girl. Nikhil shows up. He's like, Hey, have you met Tanmay? He's very attractive to the opposite sex. I'm like, What are you doing? This is not how you wingman. You just queue and you leave. I don't think I'm very alpha in that sense. I'm known for oh, he laughs. Women like that? Harmless. <laughs> you know, harmless, <laughs> harmless guy with laughing and attractive, and attractive. And losing just, weight by the day. Just just to be clear, no one's watching me for the attractiveness. He's harmless. He's laughing at memes. Why not? But once they watch you, you automatically become even more attractive, right? When you meet them in person. <laughs> What a yes. pathetic man you are! Yes, first time you took me, God. I made two jokes, and now he's found his angle, and he won't stop. 
<laughs> I have seen that people pay money to watch other people eat food. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So and why? I was, but I don't think you, people like us. Why is making a maybe, payment maybe. sexual? Is my question. <laughs> no, dude. But this is true in some sense. I met a friend of mine in, from school after thirty years in New York this time. Mm. Okay. And she wanted to eat a, a hot dog from one of those stands outside mm. New York, and I didn't realize that there's so many varieties of hot dogs, uh, hot dogs there, right? And she's like. And it's really big. You can't eat it with one hand, mm. and it's pretty messy. But apparently, and I googled this and saw it. She basically came back to me and said, "The hottest thing about Tom Cruise is him eating." And I was like, "What? My God! Like, let's eat!" <laughs> this is a woman telling me, so I'm going to believe it. She's uh, like, "Why don't you just Google search Tom Cruise eating?" Right? And Every movie, should. by the way, from Meet Joe Black to Top Gun, he's eating. Maybe we should just catch up and eat food. <laughs> Is it really that? There much? are women who watch him. Where are they? <laughs> What does your company do? So we have a family of apps. Uh, one is in news, which is Daily Hunt. Hmm. Uh, it's the largest news aggregator. Daily Hunt, right? Uh, in sixteen different local languages. Then the other we launched at the ban of TikTok in India. Uh, Launch the ban? No, no. So at the, sorry, <laughs> at the ban. At the, oh, maybe uh, secretly. Talk in India. Ah. We launched Josh. Oh yeah, of course, Josh. Yeah, 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 so yeah. That's yeah. us. Yeah. And we have a third app called Public Vibe, uh, okay. which is a hyperlocal, video-only content app in fifteen different languages. Got they raise it. money at some ridiculous. Huh? They raise money at some ridiculous number. You didn't see? It was all over the news. Right? Yeah. I, I some seven billion, eight billion, something like that. Five, five. Yeah, Daily Hunt is huge. Like, mm. uh, yeah, those shows are huge. How many people work at Daily Hunt now? Employees is twenty seven hundred. Uh, wow. But I think the creator ecosystem that we work with is about a hundred and fifty thousand people on the Daily Hunt side, mm. um, and millions of people on the Josh side. Can I ask you a question? Do you think old school media is dying, and these creators <laughs> will take over? You're like five years late on this question. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's answered already? Old, what Absolutely. is old school media? Yeah. Right? Like TV channels, newspapers, The Economist, BBC. Um, please, Uman, your your. Question. I'd love to go after you <laughs> because I'm in the midst of the storm. But okay, my two cents. I think uh, at a high level, any business, and there's a little bit of uh, if you don't transform yourself every five to seven years, you're gonna die, right? So the average Ooh. lifespan of any company on S and P is. Fifteen years, so all businesses in my mind are destined to die. However grave that sounds, right? But coming to the specific question, but they've been around for like what? They've been around years. for years, right? But if you also think about where the world has come from, right? The first way that people got access to information was the newspaper, right? And so it kind of liberated society at so many levels, of course, right? Uh, from the world that we came from, which was more dictate, you know. Land of dictators and rulers and so on and so forth. So it had its place in time, but if you look at any place in the world, newspaper readership is dying, uh, mm. print circulation is dying or slowly dying. But a lot of the smart companies are morphing to go behind the firewall or sorry, behind the paywall with very premium content. Right. And you named Economist, New York Times is a great example. So my view is that newspapers will have to morph their model. It can be a Add on, but their main business will be, you know, it'll have to go uh, and be digitally driven. TV, I'm a lot more positive about uh, Why is that? because TV and digital 
kind of work together. TV is kind of morphing into a digital device, right? Yes. All TVs are becoming Android or mm. Apple TVs or oh. smart TVs, right? But so, you don't mean TV news channels. You mean content on TV. I mean content, right? So if you think about it today, what is TV? TV is basically, it's coming through broadcast. Right. So broadcast will go away. Uh, it'll all become <laughs> IP based, right? Mm. Um, and so, you know, for instance, you and I read the business today, right? I didn't even know um, business today is a partner on Daily Hunt, so that's how I got to know. But they launched a TV channel, which is pure IP. Mm. And it's just, so it's not on YouTube. It's a, uh, it's beamed onto TVs through IP and through an app, right? Oh. So it's quite an interesting uh, play that I think all TVs ultimately will become smart. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. uh, we're already there, actually. We're already there. Yeah, I have a TV, but I haven't seen what's being broadcasted. I choose what I, <clears throat> exactly. what I watch. How did, how did the Bitcoin rut and the whole crypto winter in a way affect the influencers? Because they were sponsoring a lot of them, right? Yeah, there were some cases of... There were some cases of, you know, an exchange went down, a couple of influencers had done deals. Uh, oh, really? I know in, in, in America, a lot of influencers participated in like open, open pump and dump, right? Like people have people on Twitter, they pointed out that, you know, said influencer said buy here and then said sell here. Uh, and when they said, when they said buy, you could see their wallet, their wallet selling when they said buy and that kind of thing. So those guys got wrecked. In fact, the biggest one was Logan Paul. That was the biggest news. This was, it was the news the last couple of months. He launched an NFT project. Then another independent investigative YouTuber called CoffeeZilla made a four-part series that got over 30 billion views. 30 billion views. 30 million views. 30 million views um, saying that how Logan Paul scammed his followers. Logan Paul was forced to come out and address the thing and he apologized and he said, I'm going to, I'm going to make this project right. He had launched a crypto game, so to say. So the winter was pretty bad. Uh, a lot of YouTubers had a, had a ton of trouble. In general, influencers would be better off supporting developer initiatives over any kind of any kind of um, shilling of any kind of token. I think that's that's just the smarter route to go. It's also the more productive route, and you find yourself in a new community that'll actually appreciate you because very few mainstream influencers actually talk to developers, so to say. So when I make some sort of coding joke they feel like, oh my God, this is about, this is about me. I didn't even think he would be, he'd be interested. Um, yeah, I think, that might, I think that's fair. Right. So, you know how there was only DD on TV mm -hmm. and everybody had to only watch that and they had no choice. So, and then channels came up, everybody picked their channel. Now you can subscribe to different channels. So that's what's going to happen overall. Some channels you won't even know exist. You will only pick, so personalization, as he said, is going to go up. Uh, people will, you know, you'll live in a world of sports and never come out and you'll not even know who Shah Rukh Khan is, right? Like, again, 15, 20 years ago, a movie would launch on Friday. Nobody, nothing else was there. Everybody would Correct. go to the movie. Correct. Right? Now that craze has <clears throat> gone. Like, Friday morning, we don't even associate yeah, it with, with movie. Movie, movie releases anymore. Right, TikTok is like a micro Bollywood Josh. movie. Josh. Oh, or <laughs> Josh. 
Josh is, <laughs> is, is, is a micro Bollywood movie. I will coup that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not selling anything today. Done <laughs> No. You're just shorting some stocks. No, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you you were making a point. Yeah. So I, I was saying, you know the the guy who entertains us for 30 seconds on a short video app, right? You will never watch him in a three-hour movie, right? Hmm. You only Shah Rukh Khan can do a three-hour movie and get our attention. So that's been split into you know millions of people who are talented for 30 seconds and can entertain yeah. us for three hours. Yeah. So the framework was that any platform that enables you to be a rock star, yeah. okay, that uh, those took prominence. So, f and the barrier to become a rock star kept getting lower and lower over the last couple of decades. It began with <clears throat> you know YouTube, where can I tell you? I went to have a drink with Tanvi once to mm -hmm. a bar. Okay. People were hounding him. Like he was like Shah Rukh Khan. <laughs> yeah. When was Things this? have changed when we went to that place in St. Mark's. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. There were like 40, 50 of them. making a story up. No. <laughs> How many? 40, 50 people? Yeah. Easy? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I but if Tanmay, if you made a movie. Hmm. I have a couple of scripts actually. Ah. <laughs> what? That'll be a good experiment. <laughs> the point if you had to make a movie, what would you make it about? Um. I it would I would make it for digital. We want people under the age of eighteen to watch this. <laughs> uh, that I don't guarantee that my movie will be for folks under eighteen. But I would make it for digital. I would make something funny. Uh, and how I would optimize is because in life I am uh, I am uh, uh, un un under promise over deliver kind of person. Um, so I would do a low budget, something that makes whatever OTT platform was buying it feel like. Oh, this person comes with a certain distribution, mm. and for that, this value was great. So I get to do, I get to do more. Mm. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is this is how I would do it. In fact, the gen, I I called it many years ago when a lot of these OTT platforms were coming. I had a bunch of meetings with them, and I kept telling them then, saying, "Listen to me. The way for." you to guarantee distribution is to find other people who have distribution, distribution. just get them to make shit. It's mm. going to work. Yep. Cut to today we see Bowen Bam's show yeah. number one on the platform for three weeks straight. Mm. Cut to Bassi just posted 10 minutes ago, trending number one in India. Zakir Khan, last three specials, trending number one in India for three mm. weeks straight. Uh, like that thesis completely played out. Number one podcast on Spotify run by a gamer who has 12 million people following him on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so like I was saying that the barrier to become a rock star kept getting lower and lower and lower. Uh, so, you know, so the question that I keep asking myself is what's the next, what's the next thing where the barrier to entry becomes so low that everybody's able to do it. Do it. I had a bunch of questions about the metaverse. I looked online and could, did not get good answers, right? Like everything was too confusing. Uh, I watched a bunch of videos, including the one from Mark Zuckerberg, uh, which was like two hours long or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was researching the meta stock in all fairness for the last six months uh, at the valuation, not of today, but of one and a half, two months ago. I thought it was fairly valued 13, 14 times multiples. Uh, for context, they were earning X amount of money. The company's value was 14X. And in India, most of the tech companies you invest in, in our ecosystem, the yeah. startup ecosystem, 
you have to add like one or two zeros on top of that. Yeah, fourteen yeah. X is cheap actually. Yeah. <laughs> and in many ways, they spend a lot more on innovation than many of the companies here. So the stock looked very appealing to me, and uh, credit to be given to Mark for all the acquisitions he has made in the past. Oh yeah. yeah. More often than not, he might have appeared wrong initially, but eventually he turned out to be right. No, but a decade later, you look at all the things that Zuck he got bought. right. Yeah. The amount of the amount of shit that was flung at Zuck for the last decade, and today you look at him and you realize, holy shit, he's gotten so many things right, and he's been attacked for things that are not in, mm. like after Elon took over Twitter, right? Censorship, this, that, and all. All of a sudden, Zuck looks like the nice guy. He took everything <laughs> without saying a word, without leaning into the chaos, like like Elon did. Yeah. The other thing is that we're talking. The metaverse became such a massive deal. Part of which is because Facebook became Meta, right? Like that's it's a big bold step. Now, you know, I can't help but think about. All right, Apple has attacked Facebook's ad strategy by the whole privacy thing on mm. on the iPhone. Uh, Apple's biggest advantage is they have a hardware device. Zuck just needs to make if you are, he has to ensure the next 20, 20, 20 25 years. He needs to get hardware right, and his yeah. big bet is Oculus, Oculus or or the metaverse, which is yeah. it's going to be a thing where we all sit down and yeah. we're just always constantly going to be in it, mm. um, which we kind of are already because uh, my screen time is like ten hours a day on the phone. So let's all. let's try and dis- define what metaverse is because I still don't know what yeah. is metaverse. What is metaverse to Apu? So I think uh, as I, I think Tanmay was about to say that. Uh, Today we already disappear into a different universe, and that universe is based on our taste. Like if I want to get into the lifestyle universe, I'll I'll open Instagram, right? What people are eating, where they're going, you know, all of that is the universe of lifestyle that I live in, right? If I want to get into the world of thoughts and opinions, you'll log into. A social network like a Coo or a Twitter or you know that's where you go in and you live in that world of thoughts and opinions and hence the fights are more opinions are more you know so we're logging into universes already just that it is two dimensional it is it is a very sad experience while the experiences are great today on the phone so do you think you being on instagram on your phone can also be called metaverse mm, i think the hab- the metaversal habit is here but what people first of all it's a made up name yeah. it's a made up word it's that novelist right who wrote mm. that's no crash book Correct. Yeah. he what, came what up with this it. what was this where did this come from i think 20 30 years ago i can't remember his yeah. name but i was watching his interview he wrote a book called snow crash in which he i th- i hope the name is right but in that he described a version of the metaverse and i think it came from there correct and a mm. decade ago there was a movie called ready player one which was like oh you put something in and yeah. there's a version of this yeah. in, in the matrix as well which is oh you get plugged into this world via some device where your your physical your physical location is transformed into something yeah so do you think yeah. you have to be transformed into another location to truly call it metaverse or even your phone can qualify Today, for metaverse i think logging into our phone is a is a universe in itself and each app is a universe right and the more immersive that experience gets the more meta it becomes right so we are there like we are logging off reality we are in the everybody's looking like this right that's that's already a 
metaversal experience would you agree with that yeah i think the behavior behavior is already already there but i mean you have all of you tried oculus yeah, yeah. look there are moments where it's pretty amazing right and yeah. i truly feel like holy shit so many other things could be amazing if 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 you could do it like i've tried some fitness stuff i've tried some music stuff i don't know what you're actually thinking of but <laughs> <laughs> and that's we all, <laughs> all do <clears throat> no but of course any new this like it's haptics are not in place yet it's the it's the it's the seinfeld joke right which is any new technology that first thing it gets adapted to is Yeah. In India, the version is it comes in a Punjabi song. Yeah, right? like, exactly. <laughs> Punjabi music artists get it, get it first. So Snapchat's the thing. There's a song about Snapchat. That's why how I buy, bought Bitcoin. I heard it in a Punjabi song once. <laughs> <laughs> And Umang, what do you think is the metaverse? So you know, if you look at it from where it's defined, the way it's defined, it's three-dimensional. It's When immersive. somebody says metaverse, what is the first picture which comes in your head? I think the first picture that comes. At least the way it's being sold and told is. Also, you were the ex-India CEO of Meta. Yeah. And Insta, so. Yeah. So, the way I look at it, Nikhil, is it's defined as something which is three-dimensional and virtual and augmented reality and virtual reality and all of those buzzwords. But I tend to think of, uh, and I actually defer on my opinion on the Oculus, um, mm-hmm. even though Meta is a great company and everything else, right? But. when you think about a device that is one so bulky to cost $400 or $500 whatever it does the new version right it's uh, for very few elite experiences right i i'm i'm going to push uh, apu's thought a little bit in terms of what he said so when you're getting into a phone imagine a world wherein your phone and your browser or an app or whatever gave oh. you a three dimensional feel Okay. You had that cardboard box yeah, version so had, of something, right? You had cardboard, and then of course Google introduced glasses. Mm. And at the end of the day, the form factor can keep shrinking, but it's really uncomfortable to wear something, to experience something. So mm. the way I look at technology is, it's very simple, right? Moore's law. If you look at the rate of compute and the cost, it gets cheaper every it decade. It gets cheaper every decade, mm. right? Yeah. And exponentially. Yes. Yeah. Now today the problem is, if I told you, hey. Uh, for charity let's just run a short video platform <laughs> okay it's prohibitively expensive because all your money is going to your cloud providers right it's just really call expensive call it mosh we call it mosh <laughs> <laughs> uh that's a good one we'll we'll pick that up in a yeah, little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> but imagine that i told you that hey can we have the ability of just extending what apu said bringing in everything that is provided on the oculus or through a three dimensional experience on a simple phone and then mm. what that would do is it would totally democratize it so uh, i'm a fan of democratization of technology right what makes tiktok or facebook or in our context in my world you know coo or josh or daily hunt viral is when or youtube right is when everyone can access it on any device on any surface but for that to happen in a three dimensional you know feel of an experience the so amount we just have to let moore's law do its thing right exactly we, we the amount of compute the in the back end right is going to be yeah. crazy yeah, already mm. the new oculus is already better than than the last, the last one. one there are versions of the oculus i tried something yeah. called enreal which is a simpler version it's a it's a much smaller thing and you can actually put it on top of your glasses they're almost clip ons oh and they don't have uh, the depth of oculus like it doesn't cover your whole face it's it's just it's just way smaller so you can already see that 
like it's, things it's, are progressing it, things, yeah. are, things, things are progressing like makes me almost feel like google glass was too early way ahead yeah too early we, that's an interesting segue we should probably move on to where do we think the metaverse will first be useful and who will adopt it first perfect hi so we are four guys from india uh, we were wondering what the metaverse is and uh, start from the beginning maybe you can tell us what the metaverse is and we we'll lead with questions also if you if you could could you please introduce yourself yes. for like a minute oh absolutely so marcus taliano i'm founder and uh, ceo of another one another one is a web3 fashion digital platform that offer access for digital digital product in the fashion industry for user in order to re- create exchange and also redeem the physical assets uh, that are linked to, to the digital uh, to digital assets and unlocking opportunity for monetization but also experience and uh, and, and immersive experience in the metaverse for brands and creators and uh, we we work with different metaverse we work with different brands we announce the and um, uh, the fashion industry in terms of like um cons- consume uh, waste uh, we, we we try not to create inventory and uh, and waste for for the production line and also we create uh an environment where the user themselves they don't they're not clients they become members so they can be rewarded that they can have monetization opportunities so let's say um an ecosystem that have uh, in mind all the stakeholders in the fashion industry and this is another one <laughs> so we were having a conversation first about actually defining what the metaverse is and uh, we were wondering or we were debating how immersive does something have to be to be called metaverse would you define metaverse as something that is uh, uh that you can interact with through a medium like vr or ar um no actually not my concept of metaverse is something that already existed in different form and shape the technology allow us to conf- to have a, config- a different configuration of the metaverse but for me metaverse is an ecosystem it could be uh physical or digital that create a complex aggregate of rules connection and interlink with the people in it uh th- that is not specifically related to a location or an area as like the ecosystem as we know as government uh if you if you if I, if i may do an example um i'm more than enough likely to have played board game so back in the days there was uh, dungeon and dragon so if you think about dungeon and dragon that is that is a metaverse the only the only difference is that you don't have vr you don't have uh metaverse you don't have digital experience you just have your imagination as the sense to perceive the the ecosystem and the world that was created for for that uh reason so i do believe that uh metaverse was existing already uh but now we have the tools to explore more immersive experience i'll just add to uh, what marco said uh maybe pose a question i can introduce myself uh so it also depends on the use case uh you know in addition to uh, you know marcos defined it has been existing since a long time uh, gaming has been uh, you know defining and driving it in very simple sense right it's a network of interconnected 3d spaces and uh, uh, if you look at the evolution of the internet it's uh, it's been a medium where uh, some of our five senses have been digitized in some sense right uh 
we started off with digitizing the sense of uh, hearing, the sense of so uh, sight, uh, and uh, the metaverse is just taking them, putting them in an immersive experience. And now with haptics, we are digitizing the sense of touch. Uh, the only thing I think we can't uh, really digitize in the metaverse is a sense of smell and sense of taste. Uh, but uh, give it time. Yeah. As long as you can, uh, you know, transfer all of your human senses into a virtual world, that is a metaverse. And it depends on the use case. Uh, use cases like gaming, you don't have to be fully immersed. Your imagination can take you there. Uh, use cases like uh, uh, virtual tourism or shopping, you need to be fully immersed. Uh, you need to go around with your family, get a sense of, uh, you know, social feedback when you're purchasing a product and uh, uh, do that thing, right? So. What do you think the first killer killer app is going to be <clears throat> that gets 100 million people to use it? Um, interesting. I think... Uh, you can say... <laughs> it's not going to be a binary event where, uh, you know, the first app is going to uh, crack 100 million. It's going to be a slow grind. There will be multiple apps driving 1 million to 5 million kind of uh, MAU paces. What's the most popular one right now? Uh, VR chat. VR, VR chat. chat. Yeah. Is it like, is it like roulette chat or it's, it's just two people talking to each other in VR? Uh, it's like Yahoo chat rooms, <coughs> but in virtual reality. Got it. Yeah. Communication. Ah, so you can enter chat rooms. Yep. Yep. And uh, some people have created chat rooms where you can do things like play, uh, play a game of billiards or some people have put in a shooting range. Uh, they have introduced some inter interesting creative tools where you can paint together uh, or do stuff like that. But there are inherent technology problems. Uh, any room cannot support more than uh, 30 to 40 concurrent users uh, stably. Otherwise, the room starts collapsing. There's too many uh, network complications that uh, start popping up. So uh, that's why game engines become very important, right? Uh, Companies that have built game engines and own IP across game engines really have a huge advantage uh, in building and defining the metaverse. So, uh, what's going to be really uh, the app that will uh, uh, drive critical mass in the metaverse? It's going to be sports uh, or any kind of content that drives mass engagement, right? Sports has this very tribalistic feeling where millions of people watch it together. And if uh, million people watch it together in a stadium and whichever company solves that problem first uh, either in segments or intelligently uh, through simulating that experience uh, imagine watching the IPL or uh, the FIFA World Cup uh, in the metaverse from your home who, who do you think is the leader in this space which company who do you think will make money of the metaverse first too early to bet on leaders uh, bet on people John Carmack is the guy uh, who's considered uh, see we can't we can't really bet on people at least we can buy stocks so, <laughs> so uh, okay sorry i'm stupid who is who is john carmack um okay so john john carmack is a legend for all of us gamers anyone who's uh, been into gaming since the last two decades have idolized him he's a game designer software engineer who what has he designed he built the first game engine in the world he redefined immersion until okay. then, games were basically your console games that you've seen. Contra, yeah. Mario, 
console based games and uh, suddenly this guy churns out a game engine and you see doom 3 where you are traveling in a 3d space and <laughs> interacting shooting killing people and uh, this whole immersive experience uh, and uh, john went on to create uh, a few iterations uh, and from that that spawned off a lot of spin offs uh, unreal engine uh, what it is today is uh, basically oh is the founder of unreal yeah no 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 uh, john carmack Uh, created the first game engine from, from which, which the, the Unreal Engine spun off. Okay. And uh, the whole gaming ecosystem basically spun off from uh, what he built. Would you say amongst large companies, it's it's between Microsoft and Meta? Uh, no, Unreal is uh, an independent company. It's, no, uh, no. You, you don't know anything about Unreal? Oh, bro, Unreal is like how how Unreal. how much longer before uh, Meta buys Unreal? Um, they won't tell. Better. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us a bit more about Unreal. No, I don't know. Hmm. So it's the most popular game engine in the world. They okay. maybe I'll share screen and show you what uh, Unreal can do. Bro, yeah. They release a new, they release everything. Uh. So Unreal Engine is like it's the engine on which games are built on top of, hmm. and they've built all these amazing tools. Okay, so they just released something a couple of months ago, which enables anyone can come in. And you can create a game on this. Yeah, it's and like drag and drop. And drag and drop, and the textures are insanely realistic. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it, what it's is the new engine games. called? It's called something, right? The tool where everyone can build. Uh, it's a real engine five point one. A real engine five, right? Yeah. <laughs> five. Five. So it, it seems like metaverse is also taking the path of the internet, right? Like chat yes. rooms, yeah. then gaming. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Then so. Do you guys see my screen? Yeah. Yeah. So this this is just a feature on Unreal Engine. This is called Meta Humans, and uh, uh, basically none of these human beings are real. They are avatars generated by uh, blending and blending a combination of uh, virtual assets. This is the best virtual asset you ever seen, right? Like yeah. I've never seen something with this good. This is amazing. But I need to get you into gaming. You got to play some of these games. They're too good. So one controversial question here: yeah, Why does Neverland of I forget the destination, the pop, the first metaverse destination where you could host Horizon World, uh, Horizon World or Neverland? I forget what it's called, uh, but it has 26 DAU or daily active users, which is insane, right? And it's valued at a billion dollars. And uh, why would this fail? Like, why is बट The question I always had is how the hell are they going to compete with Facebook, Meta, and Microsoft? How how mm. can you compete? How can a ten-person engineering team compete there? Um, I I do I do have a I do have a question though. Uh, do you intend a metaverse like any technology uh, virtual simulation, or a metaverse is based on like all the environment being traced on blockchain? Because this is the fundamental difference between like metaverse and virtual experience. Because uh, uh, with our company, we we build experience in the central end. We build experience in sandbox. 
Now we build, we, we bought a building in uh, Altiverse. That is another, uh, let's say, kind of metaverse, but I call it simulation, that use Unreal Engine 5, very good graphic because the central ensemble, of course, is not that compelling. But the problem is that it's not a real like metaverse as the concept of sandbox and the central end because in sandbox and the central end all the lands are nfts and all the all the all the um, uh, all the building are nfts all the structures that are, that are there are built uh on on, on a traceable way uh and then the, the goal of the metaverse and that's why the central end and sandbox and all other metaverse like uh, regular metaverse let's let's call them have a different, uh, have a lower graphic because the the um, um, the way to process all this image and trace uh, trace all this this transaction in uh, in the blockchain as of now is impossible because the, the the technology is not that sophisticated. So that's that's I think the the first distinction between what is I do metaverse and lands? sorry. What do people do after buying this land? Like on the metaverse, you said you bought a building or a land. Like what happens next? You wait. Okay. So uh, exactly. Now for for us is uh, is more a showcase because we have this building and then the, the the this metaverse is more like a gamification experience. So we we bought this building and then we we're gonna have fashion show in real life and then we're gonna replicate the fashion show in the building. Or if we have an installation. That's a physical physical asset. Yeah. Have, has yeah. anyone here played the Grand Theft Auto 5 and now 6 is going to come out at some point? Oh, have you played 3 or 4? Yeah. You got to play 5 and 5 has a multiplayer mode. Are you talking about the one on your phone or on an actual no, system? No, on, on an actual system. Oh. Okay. Uh, so 5 has a multiplayer mode mm -hmm. where anyone can create a server and over a thousand people can come in on the server and when you uh -huh. enter the server, you can choose what your occupation is going to be. Once you get in on the server, you can choose a job or you can start a business. <laughs> And then you can actually do the business, and you have a bank account, and there's a number mm. that goes up on it. It's kind of like real bank account, real bank account, and real people who are in the city, not a real bank account, but real people in the, in the city. And these are other users. These who are, are other, users. other users. So, so do you think at some point that bank account will become a real bank account? It's possible. Don't... It's po I mean, it's possible that you know they might tokenize it, or each dollar in the game is worth something mm. in the real world. It's like it's like Second Life. That was also a game, but yeah. this is it's really advanced. And people actually role play. So the multiplayer version of GTA is called GTA role play. Mm. It's where you actually role play. Mm. And the rules of the server are that if you break, if you stop role playing, you get booted out. So people come in, they choose a character, they talk in an accent, they'll mm. go to a store and people stream this online all the time. This is the closest thing to the metaverse that already exists that I've seen. Mm. Like there are people who stream this for 10 hours a day. And literally this guy, he'll, he'll choose an accent and all he'll do is today I got to buy flowers for my wife. And there's another person in somewhere in Aurangabad who's his, who in the game have married each other. Yeah. And they're continuing the, they're continuing the story. This behavior already exists. Um, sorry, I just want to take a break to appreciate GTA 5. Since you both have experience in social media, uh, how do you guys think social media will adopt the metaverse? So I think a couple of things. I think first, social media has to unreal what it has to unlearn what it knows, which is social media is all about control for the platform, right? Oh, yeah. uh, it's all about making money on. Metaverse will be about the control by two platforms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope not. <laughs> 
unless unless Microsoft wins that race, and then it's a very different world because they're always going to be a platform, you know, a, platform a tech provider versus owning uh, an end user experience, right? I mean, they've stayed away from it mm. uh, till date, quite consciously. Mm. Um, so if you think about it. In, uh, in Satya we trust. In Satya we trust, totally. Yeah. So I think they have to unlearn a lot because in the social world, you own the consumer, you own his data, you monetize mm. his or her data. Uh, and in the metaverse, you really don't own the consumer, right? It's, mm. it's on blockchain. Unless store you, you no, no. Metaverse is not necessarily on the blockchain. Yeah, yeah. It can, it can very much be on AWS servers. <laughs> <laughs> like the game I was playing yeah. last night, Echo, yeah. on <coughs> Oculus, a Meta's platform is owned by them, right? No, Meta. Hmm. Yeah, it's owned by them. It's all, everything is there. Yeah, so, yeah. so, yeah. so what? What I think uh, will happen is the, as in there'll be multiple people trying out different use cases of the Metaverse. Yeah. Right. One person will do communication. Another will do gaming. Third one will do you know, just fashion. Uh, so all of this and somebody else will say, I'll just create the world. Yeah. Like, you know, I can attend a concert or yeah. whatever. Right. The, the guy who cracks the highest frequency use case in the metaverse gets the opportunity to own all the low frequency use cases. What do after we think? That. If we all had to wager a guess, what do we suspect the first use case will be? Um, I think that it makes sense that VR chat is insanely popular. Communication, yeah. Because yeah. basic communication we, and the randomness. Like, how how original do we look? Not original, but how, like I'm shaking my hand and expressing myself in a certain manner. Yeah. How much does that pass on into the metaverse? Uh, Prashant will be able to answer that. Guys, uh, you guys need to check out Haptics. Um, the latest CES show had uh, some really cool metaverse hardware like uh, tesla suit for example tesla suit is like a jacket and a pant that you wear on and uh, it transmits your full body feedback onto the metaverse so if i give you a hug sitting in new york you feel they're it there, they're there. <laughs> have you guys seen this movie uh, ready player one yes yeah right so in the movie uh, this guy orders a uh, i think the x1 suit or something before he goes on a date with his girlfriend and Jackson, hey, are you wearing a suit with, uh, you know, all full body sensors and they go on a date dancing and all. So we're almost there. Uh, I think 5G is one thing. And uh, then uh, I'm betting big on Apple uh, to change things on the AR. and yeah. Prashant and Marco, we're going to put you on the spot a little bit. Name yeah. one company you would bet on, which is publicly listed and people can invest in. <laughs> to take advantage of the metaverse and you can name one publicly listed company okay so on the consumer side there is no metaverse company which has any substantial lead um, there are infrastructure players and these can be identified by engineering heads uh, you know owning or building different components but on the enterprise side it's no doubt microsoft microsoft more than meta my minds microsoft better than meta yeah, Meta is screwed. John Carmack resigned last week. Uh, until John Carmack was there, I was, uh, you know, having some hope for Meta. But after he resigned, there's no hope. There's no tangible uh, VR tech guy uh, or Metaverse tech guy within Meta's leadership right now. You have stock. Okay, how do you feel about NVIDIA? 
so yeah that's the infrastructure player i'm talking about so you have people like that nvidia and uh, maybe iqi from china or anyone who's manufacturing hardware uh, those guys are going to do you fine all like for In both metaverse and crypto because hmm. nvidia is basically everyone's buying like it plugging in crypto nobody is interested <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the worst time to talk about crypto i know it's a bad word <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but nvidia also people use it to mine has any lead uh, i don't think uh, there will be any lead until at least one or two years after apple launches their uh, vr devices another reason why i think meta won't do well in the metaverse is because everything that they've done well after facebook is something they bought yeah they've acquired everything they've tried to do on their own i don't think they've done well at all so their strategy is to keep an eye out on which is the next company that will do well on metaverse and then buy it you know the other controversial view is that any web 1.0 company Huh. was terrible to has never built a great web 2.0 product or even a company right and i don't see any i mean that's because between 2010 and 2022 we've yeah. not seen any substantial innovation it's cuz weak times create weak men right go uh, sorry mm. good times create weak men and it's been great times for the last 15 mm. years right? yeah. um, so no real innovation has actually happened also guys uh, we all are disclosing that we may or may not have shares in any of the companies <laughs> <laughs> no no mine is totally organic it's all names that are popping up in my head like. but we may have we might i have no meta shares left <laughs> but remember there's only one man who professionally trades stable <laughs> <laughs> it's always important to have disclosures if i may give my opinion on meta why it won't succeed in the metaverse is is because of course what you say is they they stuck in 2010 and now it's 2012 but they don't understand the concept of the metaverse the metaverse is like also democracy yeah it's exactly. like democratization of uh, of the creation phase of the of the usage if you go to sandbox and you create your your own collection you get 85% of the of the of the sales Yeah. Sandbox will just take a fee. In Meta, in Meta, they will take eighty-five percent, and the creator will take fifteen percent. That's that's the problem. And the yeah. second thing is like, why do I need to have my virtual avatar that looks like me if I have to play around with my imagination in a metaverse? I mean, I can I yes, see. I can have my my replica, but uh, it's just like a little bit lame. Sorry for the word. <laughs> Yeah, someone was telling me talking to me about the concept of buying watches. Why does somebody buy a Rolex? Hmm. And if somebody buys exactly. a Rolex in in the real world, hmm. why not spend on of an course. NFT in the virtual world? Of course. Hmm. I'm not able to digest that logic yet. No, no, well, this this I mean this behavior already exists. Hmm. There's the most expensive CS:GO skin. CS:GO is a very popular game. the most expensive skin cs is counter strike counter strike so yeah. there is something ah. for the last not in the last 5 years but for a good 10 years in a row me nitin four five other guys we have we have played counter strike every day in office on the network for a minimum of 3 4 hours each you know about a skin no back then it was counter mm. counter strike 1.6 yeah. Yeah, so the most expensive skin currently is going for some eight hundred thousand dollars, which is Whoa. nothing but a spray on a gun. And there is a marketplace for this that that keeps the royalty of of this. So this behavior, hundred percent exists, right? Like uh, buying something for 
a world where you can signal in a world that you spend a lot of time in. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are going to buy the blue check now. So, yeah, so the the thing is, it's it's about are there enough people that I can show off to in that yeah. world? Yeah. But how far would you go? Would you buy your house in that? If I'm going to live there eighteen hours a day and sleep. Yeah, then in the real a, world, it's an then I'm going to stop spending in the real world and only yeah, spend there. Of course, of course. It's no problem. I've spent 25,000 bucks on a game called Valorant that I play every day for an hour. Yeah. So this is real and people will, people will do it. People pay mm. millions of dollars just for a profile picture of, of an NFT. Right? So, mm. Another question. I, I got an Oculus and I was playing Echo last night. And I woke up <clears> today and I had like this massive pain in my neck and everything. How does that change? Because when you're in a device, and you're not doing things which are natural to you for more than a few hours. How does the body cope with it? Prashant, this is for you. It's your domain. <laughs> All right. Um, so it's mostly the first part is a hardware form factor. Uh, people have not solved the fine balance that uh, you need to take care of in a decent VR device. So there's a lot of weight in the front of your head, but there needs to be a counterweight to balance on the back. And yeah, you end up like this yeah. and you don't realize you're like this for two hours in a row. And then you, mm, yeah. when you yeah. take it off. So it's the first time in your life, your muscles are used to, you know, carrying a two pound weight on the forehead. Uh, so uh, I think some of the VR devices I sent across had a counterweight to balance on the back using some of that thing. Uh, and uh, then I, someone mentioned NVL glasses. Glasses coming out with that kind of form factor solves it. Have you tried those? I haven't tried them, but uh, I've tried other MR glasses. But but I, I understand they're pretty cool, man. Yeah, and the NVL ones are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. What really solves this is 5G, right? Uh, why is the headset heavy? Because the headset is carrying a display, a processor, a GPU, a networking thing, a battery pack, and this once, whole. Once this cloud, it becomes easier. Yeah, so once 5G is supporting consistent bandwidth of 500 Mbps and above, you're just carrying a display on your uh, you know, lens and everything is just streamed. The processing is always done on the cloud or maybe on your mobile phone for that reason. right? You need to separate the processor, GPU, battery from the display. When that happens, the form factor becomes better. So it's, it's a combination of two things. It's a combination of not only uh, 5G, which I think is super critical to your point, but also the cost of compute coming down exponentially in the back end, right? Mm. Uh, it's really expensive otherwise. Even if you have 5G today, 5G is now a reality, right? There are a billion people on the planet who are on 5G uh, of the 6 billion who are connected or 5 billion who are connected. Um, but the back end compute is so expensive with Amazon and you know Google and Microsoft uh, making money on that compute. That has to come down significantly. Uh, as well for it to work. Uh, I'll slightly differ on that topic. The backend compute part, uh, this is where gaming companies who have a gaming engine have uh, a massive advantage. Now, take, for example, a game of Counter-Strike, right? Um, in, in a map DDoS 2, you have 10 people playing around uh, and uh, shooting bullets which are traveling at ridiculous speeds. And compare a 30-second or a one-minute session of this game to a one-minute session of a user who's on Amazon, right? The number of uh, the amount of information being parsed in a one-minute session of Counter Strike is ridiculously high compared to an Amazon session. Amazon, the guys clicking maybe five times in a minute to add card and purchase. That's it. 
and it's okay if the you know click registers an event 100 milliseconds later but on counter strike it has to be 10 milliseconds or 20 milliseconds when you shoot a bullet the guy has to die immediately so for example in a game if you are here and i'm here and i shoot and sometimes as a player if my if my internet is weak mm. the bullet i've obviously shot you but you're not dead in the game right because my ping is high which means the time it takes to show your yeah, location yeah, yeah. to me yeah. is taking way longer. You know, I, I, I read this article where uh, this guy has created in the metaverse where if you die in the game, you die in real. It's That's not real. Really? That can't be real, dude. No, so he's, he's created that experience. I'm sure nobody's going through it yet. Yeah. But he's saying you play this game. If you die in the game, you die in that, real. That's good games. It's like oh, squid games. It's like squid games. Any of you guys watched anime? Uh, there's this anime called Sword Art Online. Uh, oh. so it, it's based in the future and... Uh, but why am I not shocked you watch anime? Exactly. Hey, no, this has been like enlightening. Can I tell you, you guys have thought okay. us more about the metaverse than we could find online. By a mile. Because have you seen the videos online? There was nothing. nothing there was just nothing confusion. Great. Yeah. Nothing great. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Thank you. So thank thank you. Prashant, I'll be thank you so much, Prashant and Marco. Thank Bye, guys. You. Thank Bye, you. Marco. Okay, guys, let's welcome Himanshu, who created India's first virtual influencer called Kaira. Uh, I, have, I have a question. Why did you choose the name Kaira? So, we didn't want to be political or religious. So, we didn't give her a surname, that's why. Because we wanted to get the most amount of audience possible. So that's why it's a very neutral name. It's a very trendy name. We have also recently launched a South Indian virtual influencer. Her name is Shravya. So we have a fellow from Andhra and he, say, uh, he says that Shravya is the most trending name right now in the South. So it, it's not like a very calculated decision. It's, uh, it's a team of content creators coming up with these names. But Kaira, Kaira sounds like a virtually... <laughs> Name, right? Yeah, virtual yeah. name. Yeah. And why did you create a girl? Because we have five guys on this table. We yeah. So we are working on a guy as well, on a virtual influencer. No, no, why, why did no, you create it the makes girl? sense because <laughs> if he's created an influencer in India, we're a male-dominated population on the internet. And if you want followers and viewers, there are going to be more men following a woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that true on social media? If I mean, I know it's true, but I want to know how true, since you guys are on social media. If you were a cute girl who posted pictures online, what are the odds of getting more likes? I'm not talking about people like that. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? Um, so I've asked a bunch of my... Um, friends who are uh, you know some of some of these are girls who are in fashion and so one of the things i ask is can i see your audience insights on instagram <laughs> just to see the to see the breakup very very rarely do i see an equal split in fact i think probably twice i've seen it um, but more often than not uh, it is it is male dominated i'm sure totally like i'm so, sure there are numbers to to, to prove this yeah. as well even when we started, Kyra had 90% male audience, 10% female. So we worked very hard uh, through marketing, through like reaching out. We actually marketed marketed a lot through memes. So all these meme pages that have 10 million followers on Instagram. And now, what is the ratio now? Now the ratio is 70-30. So we were surprised that a lot of females follow meme pages as well. So what does Kyra do? Like, is she a character 
on one of the metaverses we spoke about is it on facebook's metaverse kaira exists there right so kaira is a virtual influencer there's no such person that exists and kaira is a virtually 3d created character that we have created she can go theoretically she can go to any metaverse where does she live like where does she spend her time so her story so we are really focused on storytelling her story is that in january of 2022 she came from the metaverse to our world and she lost her memories so she's she came to the digital world now she's on a journey to rediscover her memories that where does she come from so we haven't told that origin story yet what is her original metaverse but we have tried kaira in different metaverses so we have tried with decentraland we uh, recently did something with mg motors so they have created their own uh, mg verse and we got kaira into that for the auto expo and just out of curiosity is it a two way conversation how do i talk to kaira currently kaira is static so it's a very uh, curated kind no audio she doesn't no, talk she talks uh, we have a voice actress there's no interactivity right now we are work that's the thing that we are working on uh, the next step will be to make her semi autonomous and how does kaira make money so currently we are uh, yeah, mg motors uh, <laughs> we have worked with six brands and we actually have more requests than we can we have the production capacity for but we don't want to be standing you for, don't have to answer this if you don't want to but how much does a brand like that pay someone like kaira i don't know how much following kaira has so currently kaira has 200k followers typically like you get 10000 one lakh one particular social media platform on instagram we are working on her music album for youtube so we are actually we have hired a production team we're quite happy with the song that they have produced we're quite excited to launch her. so all the so there is a very popular uh, virtual influencer called lil mikela uh, she is in the us she has 3 million followers she is 19 years old and she has her music albums and her music videos get 5 million views plus 10 million views and almost all virtual influencers have some sort of music angle but tell me this when i am looking at kaira online i know it's not a real person i know it's not her voice in her album i know it's not her singing right uh, what is the incentive or why do people follow virtual influencers so when we character it's character character and storytelling right it's like hmm. saying harry potter isn't real and why are there potter heads it's like saying sherlock mm. holmes isn't real why are we watching them because there was a movie which popularized them yeah so similarly social media is like you're building the story out mm. right now tomorrow kaira could meet meet a nice guy um, so in a way everything on social media is essentially a story i think movies will go there Uh yeah. Like, like we've had 3D movies and stuff, right? Like you wear those glasses. Have you, you think? Have you seen Jurassic Park on on Oculus? No. It, you should watch it. It's it's pretty nuts. Is it intra- interactive? Like can you do no. stuff with the character? Not, not, yet. Yet. not yet. Not yet. But uh, so that they, they have a 2 3 minute movie of Jurassic Park inside the Oculus where if you look around there's a dinosaur behind you, there's one in front of you and But imagine if they have haptics and you can touch the dinosaur. That'll That's be the, the that'll be the next step. Uh, yeah. Why do you want to touch dinosaurs? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So I, I have. By the way, this Look is what all we are discovering tonight. What a weirdo! <laughs> Can you imagine? Night, go on the wall and chip. Kali or Nitin. What a weirdo! 
have you heard of? Have you tried integrating chat GPT with it? Is this I was just thinking it will make sense. I was just thinking about it when you were So we are on the hunt for a CTO. That's the first thing that we want to do. We have figured out that... Bangalore, dude. Also, we all are very obliged. Himanshu flew all the way from Delhi to Bangalore for tonight. I suddenly feel worse for you, dude. My condolences. Thank you so much. That was very kind. Guys, if there if any any tech folks are watching this, please yeah, do apply. Link absolutely. should be in the description. Yeah. Uh, but you are in the right city. Bangalore, you have to four cities. My friend was just joking that every corner there's a founder and a CEO. Of course. You should spend one or two days and meet a bunch of people. <laughs> there's so there's five a, on this table. <laughs> so we are currently meeting VCs right now. Okay. Uh, because we have scaled it so far. Although we... Tanmez. I'm not a VC. Small angel. Small angel. Are you using Unreal Engine to, to for it? We have ported Kyra to Unreal Engine. Uh, mm. We're still figuring out the details, but we believe Unreal Engine is the way to go. Mm. Uh, yep. Right. So there are two pipelines. One is the animation pipeline, which is you see Pixar movies, and one is the gaming pipeline. Uh, currently, animation pipeline is more photorealistic, mm. but Unreal Engine is catching up. So what is the mode going to be? Story? We want we want it to be story. So we cannot compete with Unreal. We, like we cannot put billions of dollars into making the next 3D company. So how how are real influencers actually reacting to this? Have you have you asked them what a real influencer is reacting right now? No, no. <laughs> the the the. I have like a video Especially the women. Right, so we did something with Boat. Uh, so they were launching their ANC neckband, and Kyra was the face of the campaign. Ah. So we most likely replaced some influencer that was Correct. going to be the yeah. face of you the campaign bastard. with Kyra. <laughs> How dare you? It's hard enough with the recession coming. <laughs> Basically, all jobs are good. All jobs are good. So, yeah. Tell me, tell me a few jobs which will not go. Which will not. The guys were creating all this. Yeah. Like AI operators. <laughs> oh, somebody's going to like automate create. Yeah. Yeah. Chat GPT It's mostly like a lot of these are, at the, we're still at the assist stage. But like with most of technology, it's like, it's almost there, almost there, almost there. And then one day it's like, wink. It's like, oh, all right, now I have your job. <laughs> now I strangely feel happier or better because of Chat GPT. Because I never knew coders. And I used to always feel jealous of these people. Who used to code, yeah. Now anybody can code. It becomes more democratized. Yeah. Like you give it instructions and it creates a program. It's actually really cool. It is. ChatGPT is, is really cool. Um, it's too cheap is what I think. $42 is too cheap. It'll, it'll go up. Yeah. No, there, there, there is a pro version. I'm like, it's too cheap. Everyone's writing ads so easily. And all. In that pro version, you get data to 23? Write huh? an ad like Tanmay version, Bhatt. It only shows me like whatever question I ask it. It says data only available till 2021. Ah, okay. No, but, but for example... The data set is still 2021, so they are making GPT-4. Currently, it's even in the pro version. So all the training data it has been given, it's still 2021. But that, that's all temporary problems. Yeah. They are actually making GPT. So this is three or 3.5. They are making GPT-4. But can I be honest? Like hmm. I tried a whole bunch of quizzes on GPT. Maybe I did not understand how to engineer it properly or how to ask hmm. the right question. Hmm. Hmm. But I didn't find it incredibly more useful than Google Search. In what I uh, yeah, so there'll be professions like prompt engineers are going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, like there was some specific way for you to prompt. Like there are already websites where, where websites where you can buy prompts. 
where there are certain prompts that deliver certain kinds of images on Dolly. So I have bought, I've spent like $50 buying different prompts. I was like, okay, I, so for example, this guy, I wanted to make some logos. And this guy had figured out a way to make these nice, beautiful 3D, 3D-ish Ooh. logos. And I said, okay, I want a logo in 3D. So I went and paid $9. I got the prompt and then I'm able to use it in Dali and I, and I made, made so a logo myself. So creating the prompt will become the skill. 100%. Huh. Prompt engineers are going to be a thing. Got it, got it, got it. Do you think ChatGPT has a use case in the metaverse? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think it powers the communication? So not just ChatGPT, AI in general. Yeah. So mm. currently, if you have to create a 3D world, so uh, something, there's a concept of a metaverse called a digital twin. Yeah. That whatever exists in the real world, it, there will be a digital twin of it. Seol uh, is actually launching a virtual Seol. South Korea is working mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. There is a tool called NERF. Uh, it's Neural Radiance Field. So just with a smartphone, you can capture this room yeah. and it will create a 3D version of it. Yeah. Previously, well, it was done using very complex cameras, very high resolution photos. Now there you can do it in... a company called Interality who's, who's also doing this. Yeah. No, because the use cases are amazing, right? But if you think about it, I mean, we look, gaming and entertainment is a no-brainer, of right? But education, learning, uh, uh, medicine, man. Oh yeah. You know, through the pandemic, we all you know yeah. Yeah, fell ill. Yeah. I mean, Zoom felt like ChatGPT <laughs> then, right? But I mean. There's a need. We're yeah, hearing a lot of pro Microsoft dialogues in this conversation tonight. <laughs> yeah, Zoom is not though. So PHS Microsoft teams. is also coming to Meta. Uh, Metaverse. Microsoft Teams and Office is coming to Facebook's version of Meta. So they're partnering actually. Yeah, but it looks awful though. Yeah. Like that doesn't look good. But in the short term, um, it it will benefit. It will benefit folks who already have leverage. Like if I'm a hospital and I have 50 chains across the world. Yeah. And I have all this data about these smokers who come into the hospital, and there are, these are the problems that smokers have. Um, so now, if I have if I have AI, I basically have data that I can use to train this AI model, mm. and that can start spitting out saying, you know, based on the data, this is how you should probably treat yeah. the nexus thing. So if you ha- if you have the leverage of data, in the short term at least, you have a significant leg up yeah. in the AI world. Uh, we also believe that everything does not need to be on the metaverse. Like it, it's not necessary that you get everything. For example, like uh, so, it's ease of convenience, right? So let's say you have to put out a tweet or a coup. Uh, it's very easy to pull out your phone and type it out. But in a metaverse, you have to wear the headset. You go into a 3D world, so the convenience actually decreases. So I think we're assuming that the hardware will evolve so quickly that it'll be like your glasses at some point in the near future. What do you think from a climate change standpoint. Do you think metaverse is the answer? Hmm. Wow. This is a question above my so, pay grade. There's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of computing power that goes into huh. building this infrastructure. Yeah. That's not good for the environment. But if you were to compare, see, I had to go travel to Saudi Arabia for a meeting in two days. If I can do the meeting in a manner like we're sitting next to each other, yeah. can you really equate the computing cost with the plane ride, the cost of the taxi yeah. ride, the fuel, all Zoom of that. Right now, you know. But it doesn't feel it does, like you're yeah, with yeah. each other. You know, Zoom does not Zoom feel, like this. feel like this. Like the four of us could have done this on Zoom, but Correct, yeah. it wouldn't it have, wouldn't have, have the been same. the same. Yeah, fair. No, it, I think uh, as compute gets more efficient, it definitely is a greener solution, right? If the applicability is around, let's say, commute, shopping, meetings, interactions, 
It is. I don't know. Th- I don't know if it's the answer, but it's definitely it'll, it'll far it, better yeah. in terms of reducing carbon emissions. Of course, you're right that uh, even compute has to get more green, right? I mean, in the sense in in so many ways. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think it's a yeah. step forward. I think that's a big thing to ponder over, right? Like yeah. today, when it is a possibility, we are thinking. But tomorrow, when it becomes an inevitability. Do we all switch very quickly to be more efficient with how we use energy around us? I think the path to go there will consume a lot of energy. But if you compare sequences, then it might. For example, creating an electric car actually uses a lot of emissions, but using it does not. We're yeah. planning to have a conversation about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably on that note. Yeah. Should we call it? Yeah. Yeah. Did we all like? Uh, do you all want to like do one conclusion? What we got from today's discussion? I'd like to do one. Yeah. Like, share, and subscribe to this new channel. <laughs> <laughs> Nikhil is going to sit down with many more friends who are incredibly smart, who can come uh, answer our dumb questions. Yeah, I think metaverse is definitely the future. Uh, some of some of the most important things will go there, and you know, we'll we'll probably become less human because. The the friction to actually meet somebody in person will be much higher, right? If you can get everything at home, you know. Oh so man, the number of times people will cancel plans now. <laughs> Already, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So, but think, imagine the amount of time you save in commute and all of that. You just like run into each other, right? Just cancel your Saudi flight, man. It's upsetting <laughs> you so much. So, I think I I just think that you know only the most important things in life will be real. Mm-hmm. Everything else, metaverse, some online thing, some automated shit. Imagine if you start living in a virtual world. Yeah. Then you'll have kids in the virtual world as well. Yeah, it'll get delivered somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why does your mind go to population every single time? Yeah, I think it's quickly becoming one of the biggest problems on the planet. Right? We're yeah. not well, reproducing. We're anything. not reproducing enough. No, so as in there are artificial. That's the only problem already. India doesn't have. Yeah. Then why, why, why don't soon. you reproduce? Huh? I'm waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a good time to end it. Hey, wait. We ah, have oh, to oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, you know experiences at the end of the day are goosebumps, right? And technology is just an enabler uh, to drive those goosebumps. And I think metaverse will have will will provide those moments, and technology will provide those moments. But I'm a big believer in this. But uh, nothing replaces this, right? At the end of the day, I think these experiences will get utilitarian. These experiences will help with conveniences. These experiences will help with healthcare, financial services, travel, experiencing, you know, even an F1 race or an IPL cricket game if you can't travel. But at the end of the day, I think nothing will replace human interaction in the physical world because there is that need. We are a social being, and nothing replaces this, right? Uh, Why don't you guys go check out Kyra? It's Kyra Onig on Instagram. Yes. Tell us if our babies would be good looking. <laughs> See you next time. Okay, thank you all for watching. Bye bye. Thank you. I'm playing Beat Saber. Very good. Right? Dude, did you know you had a body in this? Beat Saber there. I can see my hands. I suddenly saw my legs. It's <laughs> a little weird, and I also saw my crotch. Okay, that's not weird. I'm the only one who's wearing it. How do you make sure your head is straight when you don't bend down? That's because I have spinal strength.
Oh, 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 oh,